Welcome to a special Thanksgiving weekend edition of the Weekly Standard Podcast. Here with us is a huge aficionado of all things Thanksgiving, Bill Crystal. And Bill, I'm hoping that you can help explain some of this math on the Thanksgivinga, Hanukkah, Thanksgiving, same time. I thought that was prohibited in the Old Testament. Yeah, well, if they had been able to anticipate Thanksgiving, you know, of course, they, they might have prohibited it. I guess once every 70,000 years, <laughs> I'm told, it won't happen for another 70,000 years. The uh, Jewish calendar, which leads to whatever date Hanukkah is mm-hmm. on the Jewish, you know, uh, sure. calendar each year, uh, goes in a cycle such that um, the first night of Hanukkah, the first day of Hanukkah really is, is Thursday, which is also obviously... Uh, in this case, the uh, last, I guess, the last Thursday of November. So Thanksgiving and Hanukkah have coincided, which is nice for those of us who are Jewish. The spirit of both holidays is somewhat similar, actually. You know, really? One is religious, well, one is a religious Thanksgiving uh-huh. to God for a miracle that happened, which allowed the Hebrews to liberate themselves mm-hmm. from a, an empire that wanted to uh, prevent uh, uh, religious observances in the, in the great ancient temple. And the other, obviously, is secular Thanksgiving, which uh, more secular, more generally religious, you might say, but not obviously a particular religion, uh, giving thanks to God for, um, uh, you know, for what we've been grateful, been, been, been blessed enough to sure. enjoy in the United States of America. Okay, so actually, Bill, I, I'm, I'm allowed to I, say this, and you're allowed to answer it on this special okay. edition only. You know, you know, my lovely bride happens to be a member of the tribe, as she puts uh-huh. it, happens to be Jewish. My in-laws, who I spend Thanksgiving with, are all Jewish, and they laugh at the idea of a bunch of Jews sitting around being thankful. Are you kidding me? Well, there's, 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 there's some truth to that. There's some truth to that. Well, the Americans don't naturally sit around being thankful. One That's thing true. I've always liked, I used to teach years and years and years ago, American political thought, and I used to actually, I once taught a class on the Declaration of Independence and Thanksgiving on the original you know, Washington uh, Declaration of Thanksgiving and then Lincoln's, which really sort of established the modern holiday. Right. And I do think they are the sort of bookends of America. So the Declaration of Independence is rights. You know, we have the right to govern ourselves. and We're rebelling. We're acting. We're, we're asserting our kind of our, our, our freedom. And the flip side of that, of course, is, well, life is not just about asserting your freedom, though important though that is. Life is also about recognizing something higher than you. And understanding in a way the, the limits of freedom, understanding duty, not just rights. And that really is the spirit of Thanksgiving. And I've always thought it was a nice, it sort of said something good about America, that we have these two, probably our two biggest holidays, I guess, I mean, our two big, biggest uh, uh, American holidays, sure. as opposed to Christmas or something like that, uh, which are sort of are, reflect the two aspects of our civic and political life, mm-hmm. kind of a proud assertion of our right to be free, and a certain kind of, uh, you know, humble in a way, um, uh, reflection on the fact that we owe something to someone and something greater greater than us. And so I, some I of those trends I, I are... Like, I've always liked Thanksgiving for that reason. I think it cuts a little bit against the American grain. The American grain is a little more the spirit of the, of the Declaration, probably, but sure. it's impressive that, that Washington and Lincoln, who were both uh, deep thinkers as well as great presidents, understood, you know what, the, you can't just be about... Um, you know, we, we, we're free, we're, we're tough, we're fighting. It also has to be a little bit about gratitude and thanksgiving. Well, some of those uh, fundamental American values are coming into conflict in Massachusetts, where I broadcast, Bill, because Massachusetts is one of three states in the Union, along with Rhode Island and Vermont, where it is illegal for stores to be open on Thanksgiving. We still have the blue laws for Thanksgiving and Christmas. And so all these ads you're watching, you know, Macy's open on Christmas, I mean, on Thanksgiving and you know, whatever, Walmart opening at noon on Thanksgiving or blah, 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 not happening here because the state has decided you ought to be home with your family, damn it. Now turn around and go home. 
I'm sort of ambivalent about that. You know, part of me is, of course, like a normal American, a normal modern American, mm-hmm. kind of libertarian, and especially as a conservative. You know, who, who's the state to tell sure. us this and that? And what if you have to run out to the store and get something? It's kind of useful to go on Thanksgiving Day. Part of me thinks, you know, there are times when you kind of like sort of miss the old Sundays when a lot of stuff wasn't open. But there is a certain way in which you want to have a day that's a little different from all the other days. And... Um, so that's, you know what, federalism is a good thing. Let Massachusetts, uh, <laughs> let you put up with uh, not being able to go shopping on Thanksgiving. Let us in Virginia go out and buy our pickup trucks and, but, you know, but see, this uh, is, this is where and, this... and our firearms, which we're allowed to purchase <laughs> and have in Virginia, unlike you poor people in Massachusetts, right. you know, and, we, and we, we each go our own way. But this is where I think oftentimes conservatism uh, misses its it loses its ways. I like the idea of people staying home on Thanksgiving. Absolutely, I will not be working on Thanksgiving. Uh, but if you know, if it's true, I, I want my fellow Americans to express their character through their behavior. If you really value, you know, Thanksgiving, if you really value what it stands for, whether it's that uh, a time to be thankful to the to you know to someone bigger than you, or to spend time with your family, then you'll do it. And it bugs me when people say we'll use the law to create the value as opposed to what I think should be the position, which is on everything from, you know, uh, you know personal behavior, which you should smoke pot, whatever, should be let's show people through how we live that the course we choose is better, that you get a better outcome. And that's the uh, that's what I find annoying about the law. We shall make you be a good family guy. Plus, they don't know my family, Bill. Trust me. If you had to spend all day with my family, well, you'd absolutely I, be out. I, you'd be working in I a coal mine. You probably shouldn't be saying this on a podcast that <laughs> tens of thousands of people listening to. Michael, just a piece of advice. You might want to keep some of those thoughts about your family, to your in-laws to yourself. But the um, look, but this is. I mean, I take your point, and you're probably a little more libertarian than I am. I guess the counter argument. Is also look. It's very nice to say in principle that one should make up his own mind, and mm-hmm. and there shouldn't co- no one should be compelled to not let's say open a store. But of course, if you work at Macy's, let's say or Walmart, mm-hmm. and you want to sort of spend Thanksgiving with your family, but if your Walmart is open and you're an employee, right. you probably don't have that much choice. And then suddenly you're working on a day that, you know, you'd sort of like to be able to sort of say this is a civic holiday. So there's a case I think for a certain amount of the, uh, the law within reason, you know, enforcing certain civic, you know mores, you might say, and, and, and sort of uh, not simply sure. letting every individual or every individual business mm-hmm. make its own decision. But there's a broader uh, uh, point that I'm, and I'm, and that I'm stu- trying to stumble towards here on our special Thanksgiving weekend uh, podcast, which is the premise of the city of the hill was not just for the city to be lit, but for others to see it, to be this example. Yeah. And I, sometimes I, I listen to my friends who are politically active and they look towards policy and legislation and I say to them how about your life you know how about how you actually live and because I happen to believe that the values that we talk about that I talk about really do work that people will end up being happier more prosperous you know better families better life if we use them as opposed to saying hmm how can I use political force to somehow bring these in and I I think the cop-out is to say we, you know, the, the, somebody ought to do something as opposed to standing up saying, well, I'm going to do something. And on on every issue, for example, restrictions on alcohol. You know, we don't want a drunken society. Obviously, you have to have drunk driving laws, et cetera. But, hey, how about thinking about how you behave and what example you set? And if you're comfortable with it, great. But if you're not, why not set a different example rather than wait for someone to legislate your example away? Well, look, I think that's good advice and good advice to our fellow citizens, good advice to ourselves. And we all, of course, look for these external crutches, and sometimes uh, I suppose we need them, but 
Uh, look, you're absolutely right. I and mean, the character of the citizenry ultimately is always the judgment of any society. And we think that a free society will also allow citizens to develop all kinds of virtues, especially some virtues of self-reliance right. and independence that whatever, however much people living in dictatorships and you know, authoritarian regimes can actually be very admirable. Sometimes the dissidents are some of the most admirable people we know, obviously. Still, it's very hard for the general citizenry to actually exercise these these virtues that Tocqueville talks so much about, and other Americans through the through the decades and centuries have, talk, have spoken and written about. So, I, I very much agree with you. I think it's a good reminder. We then can debate: you know, what role does government have? Does it have a small role in pushing people in the right direction or in constraining people? Does it have almost no role? Does it have a bigger role? Uh, maybe, as to say, federalism I think is a very good American way of uh, allowing some diff- you know different states to make somewhat different judgments on that. But basically, yeah, the American proposition is that a free citizenry can also be a, uh, an impressive and admirable uh, citizenry. You know, that self-government in the nation as a whole uh, can go hand-in-hand hand with self-government on the individual and, and family and community level. So that's, that is one of the messages, really, of Thanksgiving. And it's a useful one for us to remind ourselves of, and it is what the left utterly doesn't believe. They, I mean... You read Cass Sunstein, your fellow Massachusetts right. resident up there who teaches at Harvard Law School, and it, he wrote that book, Nudge, nudge. and it's all about how government should nudge us in the right way. And if you're really clever, you can always nudge people without them knowing it and get them to do things that some experts have decided is the right thing for them to do and the right thing for the whole society to do. It's such a patronizing and sort of... Uh, uh, it's, it's not a, it's not thinking of citizens as governing themselves. It's uh, the government uh, nudging citizens, or not even citizens nudging uh, subjects <laughs> to do what to do what the government right. thinks is the right thing. Okay, we've got time for just one last question. It is the key question here: Thanksgiving, Hanukkah, Thanksgivinga. You sit down at your table, Bill Crystal. What are the two food dishes that must be represented since we're representing both Thanksgiving and Hanukkah? <laughs> Uh, that's a good point. Hanukkah, you know, the tradition is sort of uh, something sweet, so like jelly donuts often are used. So that will be a very healthy, we're going to be a very healthy Thanksgiving dinner at our house with, you know, turkey, cranberry stuffing, and jelly donuts. Sounds good to me. Sounds good to me, too. Bill Crystal, thanks so much for joining us for this special Thanksgiving weekend edition of the Weekly Standard Podcast. Please be sure to check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.